Blog Talk Radio. to Debt Free Wealth Radio. Trudy Beerman here. Our website is debtfreewealthradio.com. Debt Free Wealth Radio is a production of trudybeerman.com. And if you're listening in on your mobile phone, on the web, or through iTunes podcast, welcome. I invite you to come on board as we explore all things money that ultimately leads to empowering those who desire debt-free wealth to delete debt, build wealth, and protect family assets through money education resources and opportunities. Let me guide you to debt-free wealth. Now, today's topic comes from the category of building wealth, and the topic is women and money. It's actually a four-part series. Part one was already done, and it was titled Conditioned to Receive. Today is part two, and that is Age Matters. We have part three coming up next week, and that title will be Marriage, Motherhood, or Managing Solo, or Status, Influences, or Focus. And in week four, Women and Money, Financial Force, or Financial Farce. Can we really make a significant contribution, or are we destined to be the perpetual sidekick? So today is part two, Women and Money, Age matters. Age matters because, well, what we want to explore is if our money focus changes as we do. So how did we view money in our teen and high school years? Is that different to when we graduated or moved out for college or to start life? Did it change in our 30s, 40s, 50s, and retirement age? By understanding where we are and thinking about where we want to be, we may be better able to make deliberate changes to our day that moves us closer to our financial goals. Now, we women tend to be dependent on others for our support, and that we establish in the first part of the series, Women and Money Conditioned to Receive. So if you challenge that topic, I'm going to ask you to go back and listen to that series part to see how we established that. So we tend to be dependent on others for our support, and that tends to dupe us women into relaxing and thinking about how we will finance our future, because as we established before, it, ha- it started out as our fathers, then maybe boyfriends, then uh, husbands, some of us, if we're mistresses, sugar daddies, and later on, our, our adult children. So women have, over history, always been supported by someone, and it wasn't until our recent history that we made financial contributions to our existence. We've always worked, we've always worked hard, but we didn't always earn an income, and when we did, it was, there's a big gap between gender, age, you know, race, all of those things. So we're still not there yet. So we have this tendency to relax about thinking about how we will finance our future. And so what I want to do is to have this discussion. And I and I have invited you all if you wish to call in, the number is 323-417-6775. I'm really looking for some engagement with women today. I don't want to assume that, you know, my experience is in any way uh, relevant to the, the general consensus of women. So I just wanted to uh, explore this topic to see how age 
and I hope we get women from different age groups to call in, how age has affected where our focus on our money is. Now, you know, if we're looking at the topic of women and money from the four perspectives, like I said, condition to receive, age matters, marriage, motherhood, or managing solo, financial force or financial farce, it is very it still will be impossible to cover everything and certainly impossible to represent all women and some of us truly are the exception to the rule so even with that exception in mind i still believe that in general we will still fit into many of the truisms that are the normal trend for women in general i promise you ladies there is something here for you and gentlemen if you're tuning in you might finally hear some of the insights that you have always needed to hear wanted to hear so i hope you're listening in but listening in with understanding receiving ears okay now for this interaction i'm hoping to break the women i do call in or in general as i speak into these age groups and it's just the age groups i came up with so um it, you know if you're a teen or fresh you know a high school senior or freshly graduated if you're a, or in the 20 to 25 age group or in college 26 to 34 maybe you're engaged or newly married 35 to 42 43 to 63, which I think is that pre-retirement gap, and then 63 and older. So I don't know about you, but if I could go back in time and tell the younger Trudy what I know now, my life would be extremely different. Uh, you know, in a nutshell, for me in my teens, my money was a gift that I used for, to buy gifts for others. And in my early 20s, it was all about spending on me, manicures, hairstyles, clothes. I just wanted to be pretty for my next date or my next party. Then in my uh, early 20s, early 30s, I did have a family, and money was more to establish a quality of life. There really still wasn't any savings or investment focus. I had a husband, so I never really worried about it. And in my early 30s to 40s, I started out broke and financially desperate because I was coming out of a divorce, and for the first time, having to have the responsibility to support myself. So at that time, my money focus was on, totally on survival. But somehow I did manage to buy a home and a car of my own. Now I'm in my late 40s, and my money focus is all about ensuring that there is enough money for the days ahead when working may not be an option for me. So I have the line lit up here with a couple of uh, callers. I'm going to just um, take you one at a time. What I want you to do, I, I don't know who's on, but what I want you to do as I open the lines up is to say your name. You have the option of saying your whole name or at least just your first name, and I do want you to give me your age group. Okay, so I'm going to open up the line here and uh, 727 area code. I'm speaking with this is Amanda Bass from Connecticut. And your age group, Amanda? 32. 32. Do you mind telling us, Amanda, if you make an income or if you're a stay-at-home mom? Just, just. I'm a, I'm a work-at-home mom. I'm sorry. I'm trying. No, that's fine. That's fine, Amanda. That's totally fine. That's absolutely fine. You're a work-at-home mom, so you're at home, but you have an income. All right. Let me open up the next line here. Hello? Who am I speaking with? Hello, 954 area code. Oh, hello. Hi, my name is Gabby, and I'm 21. And do, are, do you have an income? Are you working from home? Are you a stay-at-home mom? No, I work. I have income. And you go to college at 21? Are you in college, I'm, I'm Gabby? I'm in, I'm in college right now. Okay. All and right. I go to Thank work. You. 
Okay, now two one two one five area code. Yeah, hello, this is Ketora. How are you? Ketora Dior. Ketora Dior. Mm-hmm. Ketora, do you mind sharing with us? Do you work? Sure. What your age group is? Okay, I'm in the age group from forty three to sixty three. And uh I have kind of an unusual story because I really just graduated from college in May. I went back after a long time. I've had a long career in the jewelry industry, uh, in the U.S. and the Caribbean. And, um, you know, when the economy changed, I found that I was not able to move ahead anymore without um, a college degree. So I went back, and the day before my – no, the day before I graduated was actually my 57th birthday. I was married before. Um, I had a um, business at age 20 designing jewelry. I sold it in the U.S. to stores like Neiman Marcus, Saks Fifth Avenue, all of that. I had no idea what I was doing, but I knew that's what I wanted to do. And um, I'm a bench jeweler. I'm a mechanic. You know, I can make jewelry from scratch. I work with metal and torches and setting stones. I trained eight people at that time who were all Cambodian refugees who were my staff, and I made the huge mistake of marrying my business partner. He did not have the same sensibilities about money as I did. I found that he was embezzling money from the company, which was a huge setback. So at that point, I closed the company. I got a divorce. We didn't have any children. And then I went back to school again. That was in my 20s. At that point, I studied diamonds and diamond grading. I got into the diamond business. It's a whole different uh, economy than uh, non-diamond jewelry business. So I ended up working for people for most of my life. And I ended up as a wholesale rep selling uh, very high-end watches and diamonds all through the U.S. and Caribbean wholesale. I sold to stores. And what happened in this turn of the economy, it seems, is that suddenly people, no matter what their level of experience, this is happening to a lot of friends of mine, could not find employment without a college degree. So I went back to school. I managed to graduate with no debt. And for people who are interested in that information, I've actually got a Facebook page called Off the Grid, and I list a lot of things on saving money and making money and getting scholarships. There's information on high school scholarships for $25,000 a year. There's information on getting undergraduate scholarships because there is money out there. Yes. Several people on the line, so just um, do you want to just wrap up real quick because I want to see who else is on the line so we can open up the floor. Okay, well, I just wanted to say that, that, you know, the whole money thing is, it's, it's well, it's a lifetime thing for me. So, But anyway, that's all I'll okay. say for now. Okay. All right, thanks. Um, 804 area code. That's Virginia. 804. Awesome. So who am I speaking Kim Savage, okay, just tell us, what age group are you in, Kim? I'm in the over 50 age group. All right, and I'm going to open up the front in a second. Let me get this last uh, person here, 941 area code. Yes, this is Aisha Catalano. I am in the 25 to 34 age group. I am an employeepreneur, just uh, starting a home-based business that is very successful, and I, um, like all of the women on the call, have a very interesting and unique story as well as relationship 
when it comes to money. So I'm excited about uh, sharing some dialogue with all of you. All right, I'm going to open up all the lines now, ladies, so we, we're going to have to be nice with each other. What I want to ask is, um, and, you know, I'm going to start with seven, uh, eight, I'm going to start with 727 again, um, so I'm just going to say your area code because it seems like we have different area codes on here. And if you will just uh, say, you know, where, what is your money focus right now considering the age that you're in, and how has it changed, if at all, over time. I'm going to open all the lines. So you all will hear each other, and if you have background noises, I will um, put you back on mute. But for the most part, I want to keep this open so we can all speak with each other right now. So starting with 727. Uh, yes, Trudy. Um, like I said, I'm 32, and our focus for the past probably five years has been saving and investing. Um, and that has changed dramatically more for me than my husband. My husband has always been a saver and a long-term banker. When I was young, I spent most of my money on shoes and clothes and partying and all of the things that don't really matter to me now. And thankfully, I was blessed with such an amazing man who has set, changed my mindset on investing for long-term. I always thought that, you know, there would be time there. And now I'm learning that the younger you get it going, the easier life is as you move along. So most of our money extra money is investing and saving. Okay, so you would say that at 32, you have seen a change in your mindset over time. Oh, absolutely. When I was in my teens, I spent a lot of money on, um, like, buying food and hair products, you know, things you do when you're in high school. And then in the 20s, in the beginning of my career, I spent a lot of money on clothes and shoes. I was in the fashion industry. It was important, I thought then, to always be current with the styles. And once I, be, you know, met, got married and started a family, I realized that the future of my children and grandchildren, my husband myself, was much more important than any fancy pair of shoes. So my mindset has changed drastically. All right, all right, Amanda, I'm going to put you on. I'm, I'm going to keep you. I'm going to put you on hold only because I hear um, your little one in the background. But I will open the line back up again for you in a bit. Okay. Okay. All right, 954, um, considering your age right now, what is your money focus and has it changed at all over time? Um, okay, so I'm 21, about to be 22. My money focus hasn't really changed because I had kids young, so I have, like, a conflict in money interest because I, um, I know that I have to work to provide and to keep shelter and to save for sicknesses and illnesses. But being that I'm so young, I definitely invest at least $500 in my hair, you know, every couple of months on um, nails, clothes. So, and, and the same goes for my kids because I feel like they have to be very stylish and up-to-date as well. So I think um, it's not necessarily age. I think it's situation. Because even though I do like the fashion and stuff, it's not as important as making sure my kids have something to eat or making sure I have somewhere to live. So I would definitely not say it's I think it's more responsibility. Okay. And actually next week we're looking at uh, marriage, motherhood, and managing solo. So we'll pick up more on the phase that we're in our life. But that's interesting that Gabby said that because she's saying that she really does still have that focus that we heard Amanda share earlier that when she was younger, the, the hair, the dressing up, and so forth. And she's still really there, but because she has the children, 
um, she has this conflict. So it's very, very interesting, very interesting. Um, okay, and because you have, I heard little ones in the background, Gabby, I'm putting you on hold, but, it, you know, if you can still stay on, that would be awesome. So 215, do you want to share? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, I was interested in um, clothing and fashion as a younger person, but my approach was always when I would see something, I would copy it and make it myself. And um, I did that once. I did store window displays for a period of time, and I remember um, a group of clothing coming out by a designer back then called Norma Kamali, and we had it in gray, and I went to the store and made the fabric, got the fabric. I could sew things up without a pattern. And I made it in red, and I uh, didn't wear it to work, but I ran into the buyer of the store, and she said, how did you get the red outfit? Because we didn't have it shipped yet in red. And I said, I made it. And she said, where did you get the pattern? I said, I made the pattern. Um, my approach has always been as, uh, you know, and this is the way my family raised me, they were entrepreneurs, is to be a producer and not a consumer. Um, so that was the way I always thought about things. So I've always taken the approach of making as much as possible. I took shoe design in class. I never sold shoes, but I ended up being a jewelry designer. And uh, currently I work for a technology company. Um, it's called Imagem, and what we do is we evaluate the quality of diamonds scientifically. So the store you might be familiar with is Zales that uses our technology, but if you're buying a diamond, that's the type of um, technology you would want to be sure that you're not wasting your money and that you're getting an accurate assessment of what you buy. Okay, 561, I'm not sure that I had you on earlier. So 561, if you don't mind giving your name, if you want to give the whole name, that's great, and just share um, your age group, and if your current money focus has changed over time based on where you are right now. 561 H, uh, area code. Hi, Trudy. It's Henrietta McBee, and my age group is 50, and you're asking to call in. Oh, yes, actually, and, and Henrietta, awesome. So would you say, Henrietta, that at 50, what your focus is for money right now has it changed over time to say when you're in your teens, early 20s, early 30s, early 40s? Oh, definitely. My my uh, focus on money has changed. Um, having been the product of Cuban refugees, we came here. Uh, there was no money, and so at first it was about survival. Um, and then when you know, was focused on trying to get an education, how to pay for that education. And now that I'm 50 and I have children, it's how to, you know, have them focus on what's important and how to save and create, you know, personal wealth and in a way that makes sense for them. And it's hard to instill those values when, you know, they, they live in this country where so many things are abundant. Okay, so but you definitely would say that your money focus has changed over time, and that at fifty where you are now is definitely a different place than where you were. That this is the this is the thing I'm trying to, to to establish as a not just a theory that I have, but if this is really a reality out there. So um, nine four one, area code. Hello again, everybody. This is Aisha Catalano. I definitely think that. Um, my focus you and feelings about money have changed just in terms Remind of us how old you are again, Aisha, what age group? Oh, yes. I am in the uh, 20, 26 to 34 age group. Okay. Um, but I also think that a lot of that has to do, you know, for all of us with the experiences that we've had, you know, growing up. For example, um, 
the woman who spoke about always, you know, having that passion to be a creator of things instead of just being a consumer. I think that a lot of, you know, our experiences present day with money have a lot to do with, you know, our upbringing and things that we experienced growing up. So in this dialogue, I think this is absolutely amazing, um, especially for myself, even though I'm in the 26 to 34 age category, my husband and I do not have children as of yet. So it's just, you know, it's helpful and important to me to hear from all of you across the age group, because not only is that um, having an impact on me going forward in life, I'm getting all of those nuggets and just, you know, all of that inspiration and information that I can now pass on to my children so that their experiences from money will be, or about money, will be completely different from my own as I'm growing and learning from all of you. It's definitely, you know, going to have an impact on, you know, myself, again, you know, my children that I intend to have, and also other women who may be listening to this call or listening to the playback. It's so interesting to see how the focus, you know, shifts uh, from, you know, the different age groups. We're definitely more focused on the future and creating for the future based on all of the, you know, mistakes we've made, all of the lessons that we've experienced, uh, my husband and myself, both in our teens and 20s and early 30s. All right, now, ladies, what I want to get now, now that we've established where we are and that it has changed over time, what I want you to shift your focus now to is two things. What would you tell your younger self now if you could go back in time? And how how can we move forward towards our financial goals? You know, if you have financial goals, I'm hoping and assuming that you do, um, knowing what you know now, seeing that the different age groups or wherever phases, you know, situations, whatever, have influenced where you are right now, how do we harness that knowledge to move forward to make sure that women have a better tomorrow? Because there will come that day where we cannot actively earn an income for ourselves or partners who probably finance us may not be around what what can we do? What should we be thinking of? What would you tell your younger self? Um, I'm going to just open this to the floor. Um, if the line, I'm going to open all the lines, and I'm going to just let you guys chime in, be nice to each other, and try not to hog the, the you know the the thing. I'm, gonna, um, I'm trying to be nicer. Right? We have seven minutes left of the show, ladies, and I'd really like to hear from as many of you as possible. So I'm opening up all the lines. Go ahead and start talking. Trudy, I'll be very quick. Uh, This is Aisha once again. I would definitely just say that if I had it all to do again, I would definitely pay attention to multiple streams of income. I was a very, um, and still, you know, a very hard-working person. If I could have devoted that that work ethic into multiple things as opposed to spending, um, you know, even 10 years focused on one path, my, my eyes open for the opportunity to earn multiple streams of income the entire time. Okay. Anybody else? Trudy, yeah, I, I would say it's Kim Savage. And I, it's funny you said that because I thought to myself, what would my older self say to my younger self now? And I think there's there's three things I would say. Don't look around for help. Look up. Don't set limitations. Set goals. And the things that you think are really critical today, that's going to change. So, you know, each age requires different things. But those are the things that are critical, that I think are critical. 
Okay. I'd like Anybody to say else? something. This is Katora. Yeah, Katora spe- here speaking. Um, I'd say when you're younger, if I could tell my younger self something, one of the things I would have done is to make sure that I'm continually saving money. Um, the, the small amounts that you save really can compound over time. And then also to make very smart investments. Um, I have one friend who I remember meeting uh, when I was younger. It's a man. And he, he was very frugal to the point of being ridiculously cheap, I thought. But he invested in real estate and the stock market. And at 40, retired, And he's doing really quite well. Um, and one of the bits of things that he did is that no matter what, he always protected his things and he made very wise investments. And the money really okay. can compound and put you in a situation to be highly independent. Okay. Henrietta, um, I, Henrietta, I know, is a very high-powered, profiled woman in the uh, energy industry. I'd love to hear from you, Henrietta. Thank you. Um, so I agree with the uh, person who just spoke. I apologize. I didn't catch your name. That um, I think to go back in time, I would tell myself to save more and be uh and I actually also for today I do a better job in investing and asking for help in investing. Um, it's never too late. It's never too late. Interesting, because uh, I think Henrietta said she was in her 50s, so that's excellent. Anybody else wants to say anything? We have four minutes left in the show. What would you tell your younger the other self? Thing I'd, I'd say is to prepare yourself, and I think I've uh, – in many ways, I did that in a sort of weird way, but prepare yourself, you know, to really find what is your passion and study for it and make sure you know it, you know, so that you some can of be the younger, um, opportunity. Some of the younger ladies, like, uh, let's see, uh, Amanda, what would you tell your younger self and what? how do we move forward? I don't see Gabby on the line anymore, but Amanda, go ahead. Um, yes, well, first, I believe financial education begins in the home, so... What I'm teaching our daughter now is the difference between wants and needs and those wants, mm. learning how to invest money that pays you dividends to pay for those wants. And if I could go back and talk to myself, even just 10 years ago, I would tell myself that you know, assets and my businesses should fund my wants and everything else should be going towards investing and saving. And if I had just learned the power of money and how money works and multiplies, my financial situation would be much different today. So my role now is to teach that to my children and my daughter so she knows how going forward she'll always have that mindset of not splurging on wants to invest and to get her assets and her businesses to pay for that. So that's what I would share with myself, and that's now what I'm teaching my daughter. Let me throw a quick question out there. We've got three minutes. If you have currently have a partner in your life who is financially contributing to your existence, if that person were to disappear, God forbid, can you manage, are you able to manage, even if you're not currently working, do you have, do you feel confident, do you have the skill sets, do you, are you able to take care of yourself, do you know that things are in place? Floor open, please, quickly. Absolutely, without a doubt, yes. Yes. Two yeses. Ladies, I don't only two yeses? <laughs> okay, well, I, but I can you take partner, care of yourself? So I don't worry about Yes, so you're taking care of yourself. Okay, so that's a yes. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? I have three yeses. Who's this? That's a great question. It's a great question, Trudy. We should always ask ourselves that no matter what time of our lives, we should always be independent financially. 
I, I've been uh, well, or at least, or at least know how we're going to do it, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as someone who's done it for over 20 years, it's doable. <laughs> I've done it well myself. And uh, as a divorcee, and I think that was Kim's voice, there is a definite thing that happens when you've been taken care of and then you find yourself on your own having to do it. So, um, ladies, this was totally awesome. We have about one minute left in the show. I want to thank you all really for participating today. Um, This is a four-part series. So if you are available, I would love to have your voices again over the next two shows. Um, So just listen out for those. You will, you know, I would really love to have you back. So just that's an open invitation. So uh, did we do it, guys? Did we offer you value today? I hope we did. That was definitely the intention. So if we did offer you value through the show today, I would appreciate if you'd give us some love in return by clicking like the like button, following our show. And remember, if you have a product, service, or opportunity that helps others delete debt, build wealth, or protect family assets, then follow our show Send us a request to be a guest, and we will discuss how we can help you make that happen. Thank you, ladies. You are awesome. Thank you, Trudy. Great show. Thank you, Trudy.